Hi, it's Jamie. And I'm Portia. And we are Just Two Pearls. Join us for Adventures in Pearls. Hey, Pearls. Happy Mother's Day weekend. We are so excited about this episode where we are going to celebrate all things mom. And so Portia and I have decided that both of us are going to share sort of a pearl of wisdom or a pearly experience that we might have had with our mothers at some point over the course of our almost three-decade-long adventures with them now. And so I'm going to do an opening pearl of wisdom that I have learned from my mother, and then Portia is going to close us out at the end of the episode. So we hope you enjoy. My pearl of wisdom with my mother, you know, we've had so many experiences together, so I couldn't nail down just kind of one adventurous moment that we had or what it taught me or anything like that because we've just done so much together and she's been such an active presence in my life and continues to be an active presence in my life. And I'm really grateful for that. But I think one of the things that I've learned from my mother is to surround myself with women from different generations from whom I can learn and who can shape me and who can support me and who can help me form into the woman that I am meant to be in the world. Uh, Both of my parents, as most of you know, were in the military when I was growing up, and so that meant that they had to travel a lot, and we couldn't all necessarily be together all the time. But my mother wanted to make sure I was never alone, of course, and she wanted to also make sure that I was around with women who were wise and who could teach me pearls of wisdom, who could care for me, who could nurture me, who could tell me stories that would invigorate my life, that would shape me and change me. And so in every town and city I remember that we lived in, up until the time that I went to college, um, my mother made friends with women who are now in their 80s and even early 90s, um, who were essentially, I mean, you could say my babysitters, but they were so much more than that. They were grandmothers to me. They were my village. And a couple of those women continue to be my village. They continue to be people who I can call, who I can talk to, who remind me of where I've been and where I'm going, who affirm me and mentor me. And the reason why I name this as a pearl of wisdom is because I think so often uh, we get caught up on not being able to be in intergenerational relationships. And my mother truly taught me the power of sisterhood, And not just sisterhood with my peers, but sisterhood across the generations. Um, I learned so much from my female friends who are in their 20s and early 30s, and I'm so grateful for all of them. But I'm also grateful that my mother taught me that I can learn from women who are older and that, in fact, I should seek that out and that it's valuable. So I want to thank my mother for that and to thank all of the women who have been mothers and grandmothers to me. Awesome, Jamie. Yay. Motherhood, (laughs) sisterhood, pearls of wisdom. Yes. So on today's episode, you all, we are going to hear from some of our friends who are young women 
and they are all mothers in one way or another, and they have all shared a little bit of their story with us, which we are so grateful for. So the first woman we're going to hear from is Joe Bear Springer, and Joe is a mother through fostering and adoption, which we think is so beautiful, uh, the way that she is living out her calling by opening her home to children who are biologically not hers, but she just wants to see them have great lives and be able to succeed and win and to cultivate the pearl within themselves. Then we're going to hear from Bethany Goodson, and Bethany um, has two children, and she's just a lovely woman. Um, You might want to follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram account is gorgeous, y'all. And she is a blogger. She is a yoga teacher, and she is a mom who is learning and growing, and we're grateful to her for sharing her story with us. And then finally, we're going to hear from Miriam Samuelson-Roberts. You all have heard her on the podcast before. She has her own great podcast called Alter Guild. And we went to seminary with Miriam. And so she recently had a baby, and we are so grateful to her for sharing her story today on the podcast. So that's what you're about to hear, Joe, Bethany, and Miriam in that order. I'm Joe Springer, and my husband and I are the parents of two kids, Sierra, who's eight, and Tyler, who's five. We chose to become parents through foster care and adoption. It was almost exactly a year ago when we met Sierra and Tyler for the first time. We've been waiting for several months when we received a call from our worker saying that there were these children who lived in a nearby community who needed an adoptive placement and she thought that we might be a good fit and it's such a strange situation because like they give you a little information and then like we needed to make a decision as to whether we wanted to move forward with adopting these kids um before we even met them and so we said yes and that was one of the scariest things that we've ever done but a few days later we got to go meet them and they didn't know why we were there Um, we were just some people that the foster parents wanted them to meet and we sat and played with them and they were and are amazing like the things that we were told about them just could hardly capture um, the energy and life and beauty and creativity that is their being as soon as we got in the car um andy my husband and i just looked at each other and said like they're they're the ones they're perfect for us and we hope to be perfect for them and so we kept 
um, having visits with them, and eventually they transitioned into our home after about a month. And again, it's such a strange experience because I am both just ecstatically happy that my kids are coming home. And at the same time, my heart was breaking for them because they were leaving the first safe home that they'd ever had. And I knew that they were experiencing trauma and disruption. And I couldn't really comfort them because after only a month, I was really still a stranger to them, even though I knew that they were going to be my kids. And so it's been a process since then of learning each other. When you give birth to a child, it, I imagine it takes time to learn and know each other. But in foster care, when children come into your life later, there's so many things that I've missed, so many experiences that they've had that I just have no idea about. And they have to learn me as well and learn to trust me and to believe that I want good things for them and that I'm going to protect them. Motherhood has been one of the most beautiful, life-giving experiences that I've ever had. Being able to um, see them grow, see them find their strength, to see their courage and creativity and compassion, um, it inspires me every day. And I want to be so much better as a person because of them. Because they deserve all of the good and beautiful things that the world has to offer. And unfortunately, there hasn't been a lot of good and beautiful in their lives until now. When we were pregnant with our first child, my husband and I moved from Florida to Colorado. He started his PhD in neuroscience. I started a new job. We joined a church and got involved with a small group. It was a hard season. My husband's program was challenging on many levels. My job had me working long nights and weekends, driving for hours on the road. We tried to connect with people, invite people over for dinner, plan get-togethers, but it was tough to build relationships. After Atlas was born, we moved to a smaller apartment, living in the basement of another family's house. I became a stay-at-home mom. My husband took the car to school every day, so I was literally a stay-at-home mom. 
three months postpartum, I started my 200-hour yoga teacher training. It was hard. Logistically, financially, physically, my wrists were really weak from holding my baby forward-facing, so I couldn't practice any weight-bearing poses on my wrists. I was breastfeeding every three hours, and sometimes I didn't get a break where I could pump. But in the end, I did it. And I realized something. I realized I could be a mom and be myself. That I could be present and embrace this season of young kids and I could pursue my dreams. There's never a convenient time to do hard things. And I'm only limited when I limit myself. Since becoming a mother, I'm more wonderstruck. I've seen my body do incredible things in giving birth to two little humans, and I am amazed by the power of our bodies. I've experienced my heart's ability to love abounding capacities, and I am in awe of the infinite power of love. Since becoming a mother, I'm more present. Phoebe is a baby for such a short, short time and I want to soak up each snuggle, each opportunity to nurse her and comfort her. I only have a few years before Atlas starts school, and I want to treasure this hidden season where I get to share every moment with him. Since becoming a mother, I'm more passionate about my dreams. I want to live a life worth imitating, a life my kids can look up to. I want them to see from my example that it's never too late to start something new, that it's in first loving yourself that you can then love others well. I haven't lost myself in becoming a mother. In fact, it's quite the opposite. I've gained a greater sense of my heart. I've discovered my dreams and I've learned to love without needing anything in return. I'm more secure in my identity as a daughter and more healthy, more powerful, more free. I'm more myself than ever before. I'm a new mother. I'm still getting used to calling myself that. And it only recently occurred to me that this Mother's Day, I would be one of the people donning the mantle of mother and that I would be one of the moms being celebrated. It's hard to explain, but even though I'm still getting used to the title mother, I never forget that I am a mother. A couple months ago, when my daughter was just over four weeks old, I spent five hours in the house without her for the first time. My husband brought her to go hang out with his coworkers so that I could have some time alone to get things done. But instead of getting anything done, I just thought about how much I missed her. I missed my daughter. I knew I should be taking advantage of the time alone, but in those tender weeks after her birth, all I wanted to do was have my baby against my chest. When I'm apart from my daughter, my body feels it. Anyone who has nursed a baby for any amount of time knows the feeling. When it's been a few hours since your child has eaten or you've pumped milk, your breasts become full, swollen, and painful. And the only thing that gives you relief is getting that milk out of your body. 
The prophet Isaiah has some of the richest and most varied imagery for God in the entire Bible. And there are a few times in that book where God is portrayed as a mother. In chapter 49 of Isaiah, God's people are feeling alone and forsaken, and God responds, Can a woman forget her nursing child or show no compassion for the child of her womb? And then God says, I will not forget you. See, I have inscribed you on the palms of my hands. Can a woman forget her nursing child? Even if I'm at work and I'm not actively thinking about my identity as a parent, my body won't let me forget. I thought that when I gave birth, I'd feel more separate from my daughter, but I still feel her needs in my body. About four hours into my stint at home with her those weeks ago, I felt that bodily ache, so full and painful that I couldn't focus on anything else. I cannot forget her, even when I'm away from her. She is inscribed on my body, this baby. I have an acquaintance who, one tragic day a few months ago, gave birth to a stillborn child. And when a body gives birth, whether or not that child lives, the body still lactates. So for the first weeks of what would have been her baby's life, this mother pumped and saved her milk to donate to a milk bank. She took the dull, tingling ache of her body and the ripped openness of her heart and channeled it into a source of life for other children. My heart can barely hold the enormity of this. Her body cannot forget. Her child is and always will be inscribed there. I hold my child close, knowing that life is so fragile I say to her, I love you more than anything. I cannot ever forget or forsake you. You are written into my body, which is here to protect and nourish you. I am with you now, and I am with you always. And, beloveds, God holds our fragile and vulnerable souls close and says to all of us, I love you more than anything. I cannot ever forget or forsake you. You are written into my body, which is here to protect and nourish you. I am with you now, and I am with you always. So, Pearls, we hope you enjoyed those conversations, those reflections, those stories from Joe, Miriam, and Bethany. I was deeply moved by their stories and their honesty, and so um, we're grateful to have them on our show. And so now um, I'm going to share with you all a pearl of wisdom from my mother. And today, this weekend, being Mother's Day, is also, I've talked about this before, how my parents are celebrating 40 years this year. Mother's Day is actually their 40th wedding anniversary, May 13th. So shout out to my parents and the day that officially made my mom um, in preparation for motherhood, I guess you would say, because so, she had my sister two years later. And so for me... My mother has taught me the power of 
family. And my mother is so invested in family. She's so passionate about loving family, supporting family, reaching out to family in ways that are that's so intentional. And so I am so beyond when I think about the, the love that my mother gives and that's how much she cares about cultivating family. And so for me, I, I think about people's birthdays. I get excited about birthdays. I get excited about the holidays because my mother would go all the way out just for family. She would used to throw Christmas parties. My mother's always thinking about people's children and who needs a gift. She's always reminding us about, oh, call grandma, call Aunt Deborah, call godmother, you know, call your family, and not to lose those connections. And so most people only get four grandparents, right? But for me, I technically low-key have eight because all of my grandparents <laughs> have spouses that weren't necessarily each other. And so my mother also was intentional about forging relationships with each other, with her, with all, everybody's spouse, right? So on both sides, she was intentional about trying to have a relationship with my father's parents, with her parents. And so she's just so big in her heart about wanting us to know the importance of family. Like friends may fade and people may, you know, backstab you or people may leave you hanging, but there's nothing like family. And now all family may not always be the best family, but all family is still bound together sometimes by love. And so she instilled in me the importance of loving your family members, no matter how cuckoo crazy they may be. You know, we all got that cousin or that uncle, you know what I mean? But my mother has always stood from a place of love and compassion and being supportive. And so that's something that I'm going to take with me as I just journey through life. Is just being someone who's intentional about trying to keep the family together. And my grandmother um, was the same way. My father's mother, who was passed, but she was the same way. And my mother learned a lot from my uh, paternal grandmother about family. And so she picked up a lot of that from her since my father and my mother were together so young. She clearly, you know, she spent a lot of time with my grandmother. And so family is important, y'all. So whether... Uh, you have distant family members, you know, cultivate your relationship with family members. You know, call up the women in your family. Call up the women you may not have talked to or spoken to in a long time. And so Mother's Day is a great opportunity to just remember family. So that's what I wanted to share about my mom. Awesome. So we hope, Pearls, that you enjoyed this episode and that you enjoyed uh, hearing some of the pearls of wisdom that we got from our mothers and some of the pearls of wisdom that Joe, Bethany, and Miriam were able to share with us. So to all the moms and to all the people in our lives who are mothers, whether they're biological mothers or not, we want to wish you a very pearly Mother's Day. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Just Two Pearls. And you can email us at adventures at just2pearls.com. And remember, cultivate the pearl within you.